Okay, so last week uh, we spoke, we introduced ourselves to, to some of the Rabbanim. Uh, we did sort of half the sheet that we wanted to, so we'll start with the other half of the sheet that we didn't get to complete. And um, if we can move forward, so I have, the, I have some of the notes to move forward and we'll, we'll see how far we get in um, the time slot that we have. Okay, so um, we talked a little bit about the defining characteristics of Havivot, Havivot, Havivus, whatever you want to call it. Um, about the centering of neighborly love, Mashiach as a generational act, Mashiach as a vehicle of social and economic justice, a centering of the mystical aspect of the Torah, a reconciliation of mysticism with Maimonidean philosophy and methods of rationalism. We're going to see now um, how the, the, the central idea that our relationship with, with Hashem the relationship that we have with Hashem and Hashem's relationship with us affects the relationship that we have with other people um, that sort of uh, pushes this ideology forward. The first way to look at that is on uh, the most individual level. We see with the Ramchal in Derech Hashem. Okay? So the, the purpose of creation, Hashem created the world, He is good, Hashem is good, fundamentally, Hashem is only good, and the purpose uh, of Hashem and the purpose of His creation is to increase that good to His creations, okay? Olam shalem roi So, seeing that... Um, Seeing that uh, 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 from, from the wisdom of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, he decreed that the good should be perfect. It makes sense that someone who's going to benefit from the good that ha- Hashem gives to him needs to be the owner of that good. Okay? He needs to be... Uh, he, he, he needs to be in possession of it because one thing that the Ramchal talks about more in Derech Hashem but that's Derech Hashem Shior is um, is this idea that you know if you don't work for something if you're, gi- if you're given and you're handed something just to you so you don't feel that you own it you don't feel that it's not as good as it possibly can be if you were just if you were just given the, the, the most good that you possibly could immediately without any work and without any relationship behind that so then what you're that's not the most good because when you're just handed something say i don't know you're, you're begging for food or begging for money you there's a kind of guilt that accompanies the receiving the receiving end of that and that's one thing to note especially when we get onto the bala sulam is that there is a there's a guilt and a, a kind of an uncomfortable uh feeling and receiving Whereas giving, that, that there's not necessarily that, that idea. Um, but if one achieves, what, if one, or if one feels that they've achieved, obviously everything that Hashem gives us, we're, not, we're nowhere near worthy of. But if one feels that they've achieved what they're given, so that's, uh, that, that good is even greater. Because you don't have that guilt accompanying it, and that good can be amplified. Okay? That's... Um, on the, on the side of Dalach Hashem and, and that uh, sort of thing. So, 
So, the one that has acquired the good himself and not acquired it in some contingent way, and see in some way that this is resemble that this resembles the way that Hashem is perfect because Hashem necessarily is good and therefore his good is not contingent on anything else Hashem is good because he is good right so if our goodness that we receive is not contingent on anything else in that way we start to resemble Hashem in some way resembling Hashem allows us to cling to Hashem that allows us to receive that good even more okay Therefore, Hashem decreed and arranged everything that there would be uh, deficiency and perfection in the world. Okay? Um, and there would, be, there would be the possibility to acquire either deficiency or perfection in equal measure. You can either become, you can acquire perfection if you want to, and you can acquire um, deficiency. Either one is available to you, either one you can acquire. Okay? This is the most important part. Okay? The. Uh, the methods, the, the, the ways in which um, a, a, a person or a, a creature, a creation, um, may be able to acquire these perfections from itself uh, um, uh, and uh, remove it from itself have, have, have been laid out in front of everyone. Um, and what will happen when you acquire perfection is you will resemble Hashem. So... We said that, what, what is Hashem? So, so just before Hash, he, he lays out, what is Hashem? Hashem is necessarily good and increases good to others. Okay? And the mechanism in which we can benefit from good is by becoming more like Hashem. Right? So you see, you see there's a, the, the, that, that in... That was from the last. That was from the last uh, last week. Language is that? That's Aramaic. From last week. From last week. We, but that's. Um... <laughs> going to review what it, what it said. Sorry. Later, later, in a few months, we will get to those. But we we want to go through points one through five. Right now, we're going through points one through five, and six and seven are for much later. No, you must have Mashiach, but um, you most have February, maybe. So, Shem Mashiach's not gonna come. Sorry? No, of course Mashiach can come. If Mashiach comes, it sort of ruins my Chabura. There's more important things to do than go to my Chabura. But, um, but uh, you know, we can. But in, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping, pending, pending Mashiach not coming, we'll, uh, we'll have a Chabura in February where we'll go over, we'll go over points of six and seven. Right now, right now we want to focus on the fundamentals. The ideas we're going over are, um, 
our what what is it you know what is our relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and then what does that mean for our relationship with other people? The the next aspect that we would go to is what does that mean for our relationship with our communities, and then later what does that mean for our relationship with the Am Yisrael? Maybe. You know, in this yeshiva, we should definitely look at Medinat Israel. Okay. Oh, very nice. Um, with, you know, permission from Ravida and whatnot. Rav <laughs> Hella um, as well. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to it. Don't worry. Slowly, slowly. But right now, okay. The, the, so the way, the way in which we get to our Kodesh Baruch is through the mitzvot. The mitzvot allow us to become more like him. And becoming more like him is, is, is a necessary benefit that we get. All of that is basically becoming more good and giving out more good and making things more good. That, 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 that's the relationship, okay? The way HaKadosh Baruch Hu works, he makes more good in the world. He produces good, he is necessarily good, he produces more good. Our desire in life is to benefit the most amount of good. The way to do that is through the mitzvot. The mitzvot necessarily facilitate us connecting to him, being more like him. Being more like him allows us to cling to him, that, that, and, and that allows us to produce more good. It's, it's a facilitating cycle. There's this one... Nice to see you. How are you? Shem. So there's an, the, um, that necessary uh, cycle, you know, it goes in on itself. Mitzvah gorar, mitzvah anvera gorar, anvera. It's this, it, it, you know, that, that idea comes very much from, from the fact that that's, you know, that's what happens. Okay. So, <laughs> so, understanding that, um, we might want to understand within, within ourselves, um, maybe why that doesn't happen. Maybe why, you know, what we need to what we need to get to, what is a good person, what is a bad person, what, what, what uh, is going on there. The Ba'ala Sulam does that in a very Kabbalistic way. I have a run of Yomayma from the Ba'ala Sulam, uh, from his Taklotha Pnimith, but it's, um, some of this uses very technical Kabbalistic language, so like, I'm going to try and circumvent that language with, uh, uh, um, how do you say, not martial, but like, um, with, with, with terms, that are, terms that are not exactly uh, uh, equating, but, but it, 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 it gets around the idea. Maybe when we get more into the... Yeah, perish, perish. Maybe when we get more into some of these texts, you know, you'll, you'll be more familiar with some of the terms. But just, just right now, we'll, we'll look at a dumbed-down version. Layman's terms. Layman's terms. There we go. That's a good one. So good. As nimsalifaneno haguf we find in front of us the, um, the literally means the cloudy physical body. Um, the best word that I could find in the Oxford diction- Dictionary that, that describes this is the turbid. Turbid means um, opaquely physical, um, uh, but in, 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 a, in, a negative, in a negative sort of sense. Like Voldemort. Sorry? Like Voldemort. Uh, not like Voldemort. Like, um, like our body is... Um, physical in the sense that it is a barrier to something else uh, beyond. The, the, the physicality is, 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 is a barrier in a sort of sense. The, the, the best translation I could find was turbid, but I, I don't think anyone knows what turbid means. 
Are you gonna get a definition? If we get a definition, maybe um, the literal translation is cloudy. Confused or obscure in meaning or effect. Right. Um, but more, no, I don't like that. Um, I don't like that definition. And that wasn't the one I found. Uh, more. There's also there's also this there's also this there's also this aspect of physicality of like oh there's a, 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 a an opaqueness our body which is physical um the the okay we, that's the it's it's something that we have we we have a physical body which acts as a barrier because is tahar the body brings it down into this world in a negative way the, right we say what he said what does it say about shanam i love it says about it the 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 uh man the inclination of man's heart is evil from his youth because all of the uh ways in which one benefits from their youth especially when you're a child comes from impure spiritual forces is the uh parish that we will be using because all of the ever the the essence the 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 definition of what makes an impure physical force is only having a um, a desire to receive, okay? Um, it doesn't have in it any desire to give. When you are young, the only way, the only thing that you have in you is a desire to receive. You have no desire to give. Um, when, when, when you're born, you're born with your hands clasped. Right, they're, they're, they're closed. You have closed hands. It's ta- you, you, you have a, a taking attitude to life. Your, your hands are closed. I want to grab on to everything that's around me. It's so fun with children. So, one of the, the there was a study that I saw two three days ago about school children and methods of disciplining school children. And one of the things that they found was that it was very hard for school children to uh, like in the and we're talking in the ages like five six seven to relate to something wrong that they had done if it had affected another person and not them. So the way in which to get them to um, feel upset about what they had done was to relate it back to them, was to tell them, oh, you know, you, you know this, this hurts you as well, or like punishment or, you know, this can be done in, uh, or, or one of the ways that was recommended is like a group therapy circles, you know. Right, um, corporal punishment, I, I believe, has uh, been out of the public mind for some years now. But uh, there, there was, it was recommended that it was done in a more um, kind way to get the child to relate to the pain that he caused. But when you're a child, you, you, you're just selfish. You, you, you're, you're, you're pure shell- selfishness. Okay? And... Um, this is the exact opposite of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not have any desire to receive at all HaKadosh Baruch Hu only wants to give Now we find another aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu right? we say, The Ramchal says only specifically he wants to bestow good While the Sulam refines that into a very specific point It's not just about Oh, he wants to make good lahetiv. 
It is about a desire to give that is lacking a desire to receive. Now, when we look further into the Wala Sulam, there's like a necessary problem that we're going to encounter, right? The ideal, the, the, the ideal is that everything and everyone should be in line with a desire to give. However, if there is no desire to receive, if there is no one to receive, then how can you give? There has to be, there has to be a receptacle in order to give. And therefore, there needs to be a necessary um, badge, so to speak. As far as the Ba'ala Sulama is concerned, giving equals good, receiving equals bad. However, you cannot have the good without having that bad because it means nothing. Giving... Children. Sorry? Children. What, you're saying, saying children always receiving. Right, so, so, so children are in a state of, of, so the, the, of here he says, the khalipat, the... the, the, the so then there's always a receptacle. Right, they, they, right, exactly. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, we said, according to the Ramchal, to create more good, to, to do more giving. Therefore, there's a necessary aspect of us which needs to receive. But also our goal is to become givers. But also that requires some amount of receiving. So you'll see there's, there's, like a, there's an interesting cycle there. How do we interact with the necessity of there being some, needing something to be received, but at the same time that that's not necessarily a good thing or a, or, or, or a positive thing in the world. The Ba'ala Sulam does address it um, with very tricky philosophical language, unfortunately. Once or other shame, we'll train ourselves to understand these texts and these ideas better that, that we, can, we can tackle that, that idea. Okay. Fine. Right. All of the will of Gosh Baruch just wants to give goodness and he just he wants to, he wants to benefit others. This is why the uh, impure spiritual forces are called dead. Because that's, they are the opposite of what life is. Okay? And they don't receive any of Hashem's benefit that He gives. That which only has the desire to receive does not end up receiving. Right? Uh, that, that's what death is. Death is, a, death is, a, death is a, a, an inability to give. It's an inability to do good in the world. It's an inability to give to others. Once, once you're dead, even in Olam Haba, in a sense, there's like... Um, I should say negativity, but you can do mitzvahs in this world when you're alive. When you're dead, you, you can't. So those that are, those that are shayim that do not want to give at all, they are called dead even when they're alive because there's nothing to them. And such people don't even receive the goodness anyways. They have such a desire that they don't, they don't receive any of that goodness, unfortunately. Uh, so the body which is also to an extent our body is uh, feeds off of impure forces um, is also severed from life in a way because because of it's so 
uh, caught up in the, uh, he says, we'll say, uh, uh, filled with uh, bad things. <laughs> the spiritual dirt, even like physical dirt, to be honest. All of this, all of this negativity, all of this impurity, all of this dirt comes from our desire to receive. Right? Our, our, our desire to, to just be the receiver of something rather than a giver is, um, is, is, is what makes us, is what makes us impure. And it's what cuts us off from a Kodesh Baruch Hu and prevents us from doing the talk. One of the things that we're going to see um, I want that I want to attack maybe either next in the next Chaburah, the one after or the one after that, depending on what I decide to do next week, is with um, if you look at Nishaya, he talks a lot about, about Shabbat, Shabbos, Shabbat, whatever. Um, he talks a lot about it. Uh, there's this there's this really sort of interesting idea also your highest other places as well he says oh keep 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 shabbat he says he he, he goes he criticizes all of the the leaders in in uh, of bene israel he says you're not keeping the torah you sorry you're not you're not treating your, the people right you're you, there are people who are poor on the streets there are people who are suffering and you're not treating them right and you're not and 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 you need to shape up and, and start treating them right Okay, so, you know, okay, start doing sadaka, right? That's obvious. And then what does he say? He says, no, start keeping Shabbos. Uh, Shabbos? What's the the connection? Ah, you're not treating people in the streets right. They're poor, they're starving. There's no system of justice. Shabbos. So you'll see ideas like Shabbos, ideas, all of them as well, really are to help those who are suffering, are to help those who are downhearted. all of these things really are, are to help our will to give. We'll see that later, uh, more in depth, specifically. But the idea, we, you know, we see from the Ramchal. What's the idea? The idea is that we want to, we want to become more like a Kaddish Baruch Hu. A Kaddish Baruch Hu wants to create good. What is that good? That good is giving. And what is the bad? The bad is receiving. Um, that's, okay. Um... Maybe I'll skip to just debating how much of this we want to do. Um, okay, I'll just instead of going, uh, I'll skip down to here, just to to the bottom see that there's a there's a bottom and then it goes it goes up onto the top a little bit okay um so shigama rashaim yesh lahem even rashaim do have a way that they're able to bestow unto others even rashaim are able to do good things such as giving sadaqah and whatnot it says in the zohar about them explicitly i hope is it all, it's okay with all of you to do the Zohar? I don't know. Some people get upset sometimes. It's okay? You get upset? No. He's just... It's, it, it's, it's in another safe. Some people, it's like... You'll, they won't do any Zohar sometimes. If the, another qu- safe is so, quoting the Zohar. Some people only do the Zohar. I don't know. So you have to ask sometimes. Only do the Zohar. Only do the Zohar? I only do the Zohar. That was, that was Ari's request. We only do the Zohar. 
Really, the, with the Bala Sulam, you should just do the Zohar. But, um, that can be a Zohar, Chabra. But, um, so, okay, it says about these Rishayim and Zohar, the Chol Chesed Da'avdin Lagarmei Hu Da'avdin. The Sha'aikar Manatam Hu Da'atzmam Lagavadam. The, it says in the Zohar about, the, about these people that are Rishayim that do Sadaqah, but they only do Sadaqah to glorify themselves. Uh, there's a great story, a great joke I once heard, you know, it's a guy. There's a shul and, and he needs two sponsors. So the first sponsor dedicates and uh, he says, oh, I want a big brick in my name. Uh, no, Mr. Cohen. So his case, the Mr. Cohen shul. And then they need a second sponsor. The second sponsor says, oh, no, no, no. Put my, put my name up uh, as anonymous. So it says, okay, the shul, big plaque. Sponsored by Mr. Cohen and anonymous. So everyone goes to shul. Next day, someone says, wow. You go to anonymous, Mr. Jones. I don't know, I couldn't come up with a Jewish name. Mr. Levy, Cohen and Levy. Okay, Mr. Levy, Mr. Levy. Sitting next to Mr. Levy and Shula says, Oh, Mr. Levy, what? See? Sponsored by Mr. Cohen and Anonymous. So Mr. Levy says, You know, I'm actually Anonymous. Wow. What a tzaddik. You put it as Anonymous. Whoa, you sponsored as Anonymous. What a tzaddik. Oh, you wouldn't even put your name up. And then, you know, another guy is sitting next to the guy who's sitting next to him and says, Oh, you know, I shouldn't really tell you this, but you know, as anonymous is, it's Mr. Levy, whatever, okay. This is, no, he's not really anonymous. Everyone knows you know, the, 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 the joke is that, okay, he, he, he wanted to put up anonymous to be such a tzaddik. He goes around telling everyone that he's the anonymous one. And, um, you know, the, 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 the idea is that sometimes people do things, especially tzedakah, according to the Ba'ala Sulam, and they really do it just to, to benefit themselves, to make themselves look good, um, and, and, and to help themselves. So they are capable of, of doing some giving in the world, but that giving is still dead. It's still, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing to it. Amram had tzaddikim. On the other hand, the tzaddikim ha'oskim pras. The people that engage in the Torah and the mitzvot just... Uh, you know, on, on the condition not to receive any any reward. Only, only in order to give to others. Okay, so these are the people that 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 that, that are. That's what a tzaddik is. A tzaddik is a person who um, who, 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 who they, they they do things for others. They only do it to benefit others and never to never to benefit from themselves. Okay. So, we now understand the relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu to us. Okay, remember we talked about in the first Chaburah, we talked about the Makom system. Right, we talked about there is a Mishpachati, there's a, on, on the personal and familial level. Um, I'm going to include Hashem in that familial unit. So, our relationship with Hashem and, and those close to us, which, um, which the Ramchal addressed and uh, uh, is, is the relationship with Hashem and us is Hashem wants to bestow good onto us. And so, and our relationship to that is we do the mitzvot, we do the mitzvot to, uh, to, to, to become like Hashem. The Ba'ala Sulam then takes that onto a communal level. What does that mean? How do we practically go about that? It means engaging in the mitzvot, but not in a way where we're doing it for ourselves in a way where we're only looking to give. It means an aspect of, of dedicating our lives to giving. All of the mitzvot, everything that we do is about giving. It's about making ourselves, um, both in ourselves on a personal level, 
on a communal level, as we will see in a second, on a political, a broader level as well, is just to be, is just to be vessels of giving over. Um, that's expressed through the mitzvot, that's expressed through, through, through different forms of worship that, that we might uh, do or go through. So Harava Barvanel is now going to tell us about the, the days of Mashiach. What are the days of Mashiach going to be? So if we look at uh, the Abar Vanel on Yishaya, talks talks a little bit about it. Rechina ha-chamishit mifadha tachlit. Zeh shetachlit ha-seifa zeh hu la-viyo la-gi'a adam al-tachlato ha-emati la-gadu ha-klada ha-olam ha-sofa. What's the point of Yishaya, which we'll talk about, Sefer will talk about a lot. As I said before, Avdovi officially put this down as the Nevi'im Achronim Shia, so maybe we should talk, maybe at least once about Nevi'im Achronim. <laughs> Maybe, you know, okay. Uh, the the point of of Yeshaya is to tell you about the the about the world and and, and how it's going to end. Yikulam shavayim. What's the world going to be at the end of days? It's going to be a world where everyone is equal. Like it was in the days of Adam, like in the beginning of creation, everyone was equal. I mean, there was one guy to be equal to himself. So how much? No, but um, <laughs> but everyone will be like in Adam. We'll see. Rava Barvanel has some very radical ways of interpreting what. Equality might mean what? What was this equality in the days of Adam? Maybe the equality that was in the days of Noah, or, or, or what was the lack of equality that came in the later generations? There won't be any need for kings. Again, we'll see uh, the Abavanel in Shoftim, um, in um, um, Shmuel in in Malachim, in a few places. That uh, he believes that okay, there'll be a Mashiach ben David. He's going to come, and his first act is going to be to destroy the Davidic dynasty and to and to to create a, a, a um, this kind of world where there's no kings, there's no there's no need for ruling. Whatever, everyone's on such a, a high and equal level. There's there's no need for that. There won't be a need for, for kings for, for wars. There's no, there's no wars. There'll be, there'll, be, there'll be peace. So what's the need for a king? There's not going to be any need for kings for the judiciary for, for laws. Because we have God's law. What's the, need for, what's the need for a judiciary? What's the need for a king? We have the Torah. We have... There's no, there's no wars. There's no... Law other than the Torah. So, who cares? Why do you need any, any system beyond that? Okay? We know that um, from the Pasuk, Hashem uh, will be the Melech al Kol Haaretz. It's a beautiful song to accompany that. It says, Great song as well. As well you know, these, so these Pesukim, what do they tell us? They tell us, you know, the, that, 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 that what we'll enter is into a world where there's going to be no need for kings and no need for a judiciary. Why? Everyone will be equal. So, so let's understand as well this, this equality. How is that equality achieved? If you go back to the Baal Sulam, you have to, the, everyone has to be givers. If everyone acts as a giver, so, so then we get to a point. There is no war. There are no kings. There is no judiciary. There's no need for any of these things. There's only Torah. And, the, and everything in the Torah, as we will see as this progresses, is about that aspect of giving. 
giving and and combating the taking, and that will um, that will bring us to a to, 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 to this point of Mashiach, where there's no, um, which is what the Abarvanel is describing. That's what the the equality of the Abarvanel is. So who is going to who is going to receive? So that's that's that that's one of the philosophical questions that the Baal Sulam grapples with, because because how can you have givers without receivers? But just because or that's a matzav of Alam Haba is that there's an ability to give without receiving. What is the 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 Ramam tells us that when you get to Alam Haba, there's this pleasure beyond pleasure beyond pleasures beyond pleasures, whatever. Like the, you, the things that you can't even describe. That you like. If you imagine the greatest pleasure that you ever felt, multiply times a million. Rav Heller loves to give this year. Sorry? Rav Bachman used to say it as well. So yeah, if you imagine the greatest pleasure you've ever felt, times a million, times a billion, times a trillion, constantly without it waning out, because usually you become numb to pleasure. So all of that pleasure is is, is an olam haba. That olam haba is that there 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 is giving without receiving. We feel a little bit of that in this world. You feel good when you do a, when you do a good act. There is um, Rav Moshe Tzvi Shapira, Shana Hay Hakotel fame. Um, he once told me an interesting idea. We were on the bus to Meron, and he, and, he, and he told me a very interesting idea about Avodah Zarah versus Seven uh, Kodesh Baruch one of the things that we see in Tanakh is sometimes B'nai Israel, they go to Avodah Zarah and it works. Or, or, or like there's some indication that what they do, you know, they go to Avodah Zarah, it works, and then it goes bad for them. You know, it works. Like they, they, they'll go, they'll ask Baal for rain and like they, they'll get rain initially, but then there'll be a famine for a long time. Or, you know, they'll go to the, Avod, they, they'll go to the golden calf and it's going very well and then Moshe comes down. There's like this initial period of pleasure when you go to Avodah Zarah that what. One of the things we don't understand. Everyone says, oh, there used to be this big taiva for Avodah Zarah and now there isn't today. Oh, we don't relate to it. No, I think, I think we do. We do. What was Avodah Zarah? Much like many of the pleasures in this world, you, you do something physically enjoyable. Uh, you eat food. You have a Coke. Uh, you, you, you enjoy another physical pleasures. Um, there is this great high... And then the contrast that it leaves afterwards, once that dissipates, so there's nothing. Same with Avodah Zarah. You can, you can, you can talk to, to Baal and say, Baal, give me rain or Ashura and I don't know, you know, whatever, whatever. Yoishki, give me, I don't know what they ask him. But they, you know, they, they give, me, give me whatever. And initially there's some benefit. But then afterwards, the contrast, after, uh, after you're missing that, it feels empty. You feel nothingness. When you go to Hashem, when you go to Kodesh Baruch Hu, you are uplifted and you stay uplifted. It, 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 it stays. So, uh, you know, like when you eat a Geschmack burger, it's a Geschmack burger, and then you go to the toilet. <laughs> okay. The, 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 um, Curry. The, the, no, the Hungarian, what's it called? Goulash. The goulash that they do on a Wednesday here. Schmuck until about half an hour later, you know what I mean? So but 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 when you when you dive and when you give tzedaka, so it's kishmak and then it's kishmak. Do, do you ever feel guilty for giving tzedaka afterwards? Do you ever feel, oh, there's a low after that? No. 
So to the pleasure that you that you get in Olam Haba, how does it not wane? How does it not go out? There's no guilt. There's no there's no there's no there's no other side to that. In the end, that's how we can constantly benefit from Olam Haba. That as well as the world that we're trying to build, aiming towards Mashiach. But you know, in 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 many conceptions of what Olam Haba is, Olam Haba comes to this world eventually in Yamatha Mashiach. Maybe later in Yamatha Mashiach. Maybe immediately. Maybe I don't know. We don't know what Mashiach is, so it's it's not so. It doesn't matter. But we can bring that world here. We we can have a world where everyone is so is, is so constantly desiring to give that everyone is so constantly on just this high of of, of giving over. And everything can be pleasurable and enjoyable forever and ever and ever. That's a world that we're trying to build. Um, the problem is, people are bad at that. You, I, 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 I don't know how many... Unfortunately, yeah, there are a shame that don't want to be like that. Uh, that's something that you do need to understand about the world. But... Baruch Hashem, the Talmidim of Yeshiva, the Talmidim, they are all the Alverit that they do. I imagine all the Alverit that you do... You didn't want to do it. It's just um, your goof sometimes pulled you in a certain direction. And a lot of that can come down to the conditioning of the societies that we grew up in. Especially us that grew up in, in, in the West. These societies, these very materialistic societies um, that, that pull us towards these things. But even in Eretz Yisrael, you, you, you see it sometimes as well. Less so, which I think is why. If you're, not, if you're considering going back, don't. Uh, unless it's for an apprenticeship at EY, working for accounting, that's a, that's a form of gashmis that's allowed for some of us. <laughs> Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv. <laughs> there's, there's, there's one in Tel Aviv as well, so motor to work there. <laughs> is Tel Aviv much better? Of course, Tel Aviv is in Eretz Yisrael. Haravida, he likes to say, he says this on the Tzfat Shabbaton every year. He says that Tel Aviv shall, shall matter and shall, Tel Aviv shall, shall matter. Tel Aviv is a very good city. Doesn't mean I want to be there. Tel Aviv is a very holy city, you know, the item the, the of the Beit HaMikdash, they touched, they went through Tel Aviv before they came to Yerushalayim. There's much holiness in Tel Aviv. I think really it's as well, if you, if, you, if you tap into what's going on there, it can really be one of the holiest cities in the world. For, no, for sure, for sure. The people that live there, like the, they, have, um, they have this beautiful drive. They have this beautiful uh, idealism. And even even if even if there's a, there's a lacking sometimes, so it goes to somewhere. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, so 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 in, in, uh, even there, there's you know there's a beautiful drive that that can be put towards the right things, whereas maybe in the West uh, there's not that. Uh, what one the Baal Sulam as well? He talks about there were very he he had a newspaper, Hauma, uh, that he published in London. He he uh, he, he learned in Gateshead. You know that. Yeah, I know, Gishma. This guy's a liver. <laughs> He's not a liver, he was a big chassid. But he... Uh, what's he doing in Gateshead? That's chassidim in Gateshead. Believe it or not, there's Sephardim in Gateshead, there's chassidim, there's all things. Anyways, he, he, he wrote Hauma and um, he, most of it was Kabbalah. Every now and again, though, he, uh, he would criticize the Soviet Union, he would criticize America, he would criticize the United Kingdom, he'd criticize Israel and their, um, their policies... But so we, we can look maybe in, in, into some of that. That I want to keep for later. Some of it is political works, I think. Unfortunately, if you look up the Ba'al Sulam today, a lot of his stuff is misconstrued by certain organizations. But um, 
yeah, you know, you know, all of these places in Eretz Yisrael is it's suddenly better. It's not the best, but the world that we're trying to to build is one where we are all where we're all givers, and there is no taking. And, uh, and that's, that's what we will continue to explore through the Chabura. We'll continue to analyze through mitzvah by mitzvah. Really, in Derech Hashem, I, I'm just going to recommend that you all read Derech Hashem. You all read Mesilat Yisharim. These, these safarim are just going to do it very easily for you. But um, I, I want to try to... And, and to be honest, if you're Shana Aleph in Yeshiva, you should be reading Mesilat Yisharim. You should be reading Derech Hashem. They're essential. But, um, I, I, you know, hopefully on top of that, um, in this Chabura, we'll be uh, building on those ideas. Okay, Baruch Hashem, Amen, Amen. Amen. Shkoyach. Shkoyach,